0: Hey, everyone. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know that for the second year in a row, we'll be performing a live show as part of the She Makes Me Laugh Comedy Festival here in New York. It's happening Sunday, October 14th at 5 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater. For tickets, go to the pit-nyc.com calendar, or you can click on the link in the show notes. A portion of the ticket sales will go to support Safe Horizon, the largest nonprofit victim services agency in the U.S. Again, this is happening Sunday, October 14th at the People's Improv Theater in New York. We hope to see you there.
1: The following podcast contains explicit language. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolenta. You've mentioned more than once on this show that you are a workaholic. I love to work. I love to work. I I know. I know. To work. Like, hi-ho. Hi-ho. Love to work. To work, Kristen always goes. Love it. But what if I told you your life could be more interesting and more fulfilling by only working four
0: hours a week? First of all, I couldn't even afford to do that. And second of all, I don't want to do that.
1: Well, that is too bad, because you are obviously about to do it. And so am I, with the help of a little book called The 4-Hour Workweek. Be- don't want to do it. No, no, stop it. I didn't even get to say the because part. Oh. <laughs> because I'm Jolenta Greenberg. <laughs> oh, God, and I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is by the book.
0: In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. Today,
1: our book is The 4-Hour Workweek, Escape 9 to 5, Live Anywhere, and Join the New Rich by Tim Ferriss.
0: Tim Ferriss is an author and entrepreneur who grew up in the Hamptons, went to a prestigious private boarding school, and attended Princeton. After graduation, he took a sales job with a Silicon Valley startup, but... Frustrated with the long hours, low pay, and bad management, he decided he needed to work for himself. And so, he launched his own nutritional supplement company, which was very profitable, but demanded even more of his time. Within three years, Tim needed a break, so he booked a short vacation that eventually evolved into a multi-year exploration of what he wanted most in life. He realized he didn't want to work grueling hours or stockpile millions of dollars. What he really wanted was to experience the things he presumed only millions could buy. And so he set out to get those things, not with wads of cash, but by decoding the habits of what he calls the new rich. The new
1: rich are people who live like they're retired now, even though they're not. They do this by using the currencies of time and mobility, specifically by cutting down on the time they spend doing certain tasks and setting up their lives so that they can do their work anywhere. After adopting his new rich habits, Tim had so much time at his disposal that he was able to learn six languages, become a national Chinese kickboxing champion, master the art of horseback archery, become a hurling champion in Ireland, and write his 2007 best-selling book, The 4-Hour Workweek, in which he shares his wisdom. In the book, Tim claims that unlike him, you don't have to be an Ivy League graduate or even quit your job to achieve what he did. You can be any age, and you don't even have to be a risk taker. You just have to leverage those aforementioned assets,
0: time and mobility. Here's how you do it. Follow the DEAL framework. And yes, DEAL is an acronym beginning with step 1, D for definition. Define what would excite you in life, not what would make you happy. After all, life should have more emotions than just happiness. Create a six-month and 12-month timeline of your dreams. Choose your top four dreams and determine the monthly cost plus cushion to fulfill them. Determine the steps you need to make each dream come true and schedule when you'll do each of those steps. Step 2. E for elimination.
1: Create free time by eliminating time-wasting tasks and sticking with what gives you the highest return on your efforts. Start working outside the office, where you can accomplish more in less time with fewer distractions. When you're in the office, wear headphones so people are less likely to approach you, and when they do, urge them to email you instead. Set aside only two times a day to check your email, and have an auto-response explaining your email schedule to people. Only take meetings that have an agenda and keep the meetings short. Batch similar tasks together and do them less often. Eliminate all but an hour of TV viewing and an hour of fiction reading per day. And
0: only go on the internet for work-related tasks. Step three, A for automation. Build systems to replace yourself. Consider what an hour of your time is worth, then delegate the tasks that are a waste of your time and money to someone else at a lower rate. You can do this by hiring a virtual assistant through an online company like Brickwork or Elance. If you want to quit your job, you should also automate your income ideally by selling a unique product that's easy to market and manage remotely. Step 4. L for
1: Liberation. After you've proved to your bosses that you're more productive when you work outside the office, make working remotely your status quo. If you already work from home, be sure not to work where you sleep or relax so you don't end up feeling like your work follows you everywhere. Embrace your mobile lifestyle by practicing mini-retirements. In other words, Spread your 20 or so years of retirement across your life now and take advantage of low-cost ways to travel, like living in a less expensive country while renting out your home for profit.
0: Last but not least, during all these steps, push yourself out of your comfort zone by practicing what Tim calls comfort challenges. That includes asking good-looking people of the opposite sex for their phone numbers, learning to comfortably gaze into people's eyes, and laying down in the middle of a public crowded place for 10 seconds. That's what the book says, and so that's what we did for two weeks straight. So, Lenta, tell us about your first week of living by the four-hour work week.
1: Well, I obviously started with step D. Or, or one. <laughs> or D, define. I started with define, defining. I spent an entire day doing this because apparently defining your dreams and your life and everything you want is not a small task when you actually get down to it. I made a list of all the things I wanted to do in the next 6 to 12 months. I figured out which were the most important. I calculated each dream's monthly cost, broke them down into concrete, actionable steps, and then scheduled when I would do each step in my bullet journal. And when it was all said and done, I was a little weirded out. Why? Because all of my dreams were pretty affordable. I could basically afford them now for the most part. And one of them was guaranteed to save me a bunch of money. So I was basically just afraid I was doing it wrong or like aiming too low because I wasn't like, see the world in six months from now and like, you know, own five okay. houses. Okay,
0: okay, enough suspense. What are these four dreams that are super affordable that you should be doing? Okay,
1: I want a calendar full of stand up shows i want to write an actual full 30 minute set which i've never done before i want the ability to embrace free time instead of being restless and i want to be an actual non smoker
0: these are all good dreams i totally applaud all your dreams and um, it's interesting you bring up the smoking thing. I know you have been smoking mm-hmm. kind of full on lately yes, again. Yes, And I know that pain. Yeah. You know I was an off and on smoker for years and yes, years and years. Yes, I know. But, you know, just between friends, I think it's healthier if we don't. Yeah.
1: You know, uh, my partner Brad shares your sentiments. Uh, listen to what he said when I asked him what he thought I did to hold myself back from living my best dream life. Um, let's see. And don't worry about hurting my feelings. It's okay. You can be honest. Uh, I know what you could do. What? Stop smoking forever. I know. Uh, I know. It's on my fucking list. Uh, sorry, I thought you said I could hurt you. Does that hurt your feelings? No, it makes me defensive. There's a difference. <laughs> Literally, just trying to save your life. I'm sorry that that's such a mean thing.
0: <laughs> Brad, I love you, Brad. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is so good. He is right. You have to be alive to follow your dreams. Yes,
1: yes, you do. But you also have to have time to achieve your dreams, right? So I got to step two or step E, elimination, (laughs) to give myself that time. I knew I needed to cut down on social media and emailing because you cannot get me off Twitter or email most days. So I started Checking my email only twice a day, just like the book says, I turned off my phone's notifications so I wouldn't even notice if someone tweeted at me, and I checked Twitter when I checked my email, and I loved it. These changes gave me immediate productivity. I swear to God, all of a sudden I had way more time to write, I was writing faster, ideas were flowing more because I wasn't stopping to like waste energy on making a tweet, and no one seemed to notice my change in email habits at all. All and I didn't put up like an auto reply like the book says. Did you notice? No, I didn't notice no. at all. No I didn't one notice this.
0: But question: Yes, did opening up this extra time for yourself also give you time to focus on your smoking cessation? Yes,
1: Kristen. Yes, it did. <laughs> um, you know how I worked on that? I worked on eliminating that by a. Reading a different self-help book. Oh, you
0: did a two for the. I week? guess I did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah,
1: that's how much free time I cleared up. Just wow. enough time to read another self-help book to live by. What book was that? Um, It's called The Easy Way to Quit Smoking by Alan Carr. And uh, it helped me quit smoking cold turkey for six years. Uh, but then I took a job I hated and started smoking again and never really stopped. Mm, so yeah, yeah. I reread the book. And I don't know what it is about this book, but it literally makes you excited to quit. Like, I think it might hypnotize you. I don't know. (laughs) But I was like, it can't work a second time. And like 10 pages in, I was like, I can't wait to quit. Like, this is going to be awesome. So by the middle of week one, I had smoked my last cigarette and I officially quit.
0: Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I had my last cigarette, I announced it to Brad, we high-fived, and I was very proud of myself for about two days. Uh, And then I started freaking the fuck out and having too much time on my hands to freak out in. So to try and cool my jets, I took the dog for a walk and uh, I recorded this audio diary. Listen. I don't know what I like, I don't know what I wanna do. All I know is I am good fucking up and wasting time and when I don't do that I I don't know who I am and, and the, I feel like everything is getting worse and not better. Fuck Uh what is happening? I'm supposed to be happy because I'm, like, on a walk with my little cute dog in a beautiful neighborhood and and I have the evening free because, like, I got all my shit done. I know I should be grateful and happy as fuck and, like, posting pictures on Instagram, but instead I want to, like, curl up in a ball and never leave my house and... Buy some secret cigarettes and watch, like, 23 episodes of a murder show in a row. I'm
0: you know, just right in front
1: of strangers at midnight on a Thursday. Oh, don't let I, was, I like how oh weirdly specific I was during that meltdown. Oh. <laughs> like, I should be posting things on Instagram and watching 23 episodes <laughs> of a murder Like, why would... <laughs> I was a mess. I was a mess.
0: So did you end up buying cigarettes? No, no, I didn't. I did cry
1: some more, but I went home and I decided to research uh, smoking cessation symptoms. And I found out that the third day after quitting is actually notoriously the worst. It's uh, also the most emotional. It's when all of the nicotine from your last cigarette has like officially left your body and it just sort of freaks out for a day. Um but and knowing that was very, you know, comforting in a weird way. Yeah, it's like not just I wasn't in your losing head. it. I wasn't like allergic to my free time. Like there was something chemically happening in my body.
0: Yes, yes. And then after getting over that hump, did it get better? I would love to tell you
1: that answer, Kristen, but it's a week two answer. <sighs> so we're gonna have to talk about
0: your first week of living by the four hour work week right all now. Right. All right, all right. I just want to start off by restating what I said at the top. The premise of this book did not appeal to me in the slightest. Yeah. I went into this thinking, I don't want to stop working and you can't make me stop working. I don't want to be lazy. I'm actually a useful member of society and you can't make me stop working. My God. In short, I had a lot of strong feelings before even starting to live by this book. And here I am talking with my husband, Dean, about some of those feelings. I love working, I love producing stories, I love hosting shows, I love being an advocate for my team members, I love giving inspirational speeches, I mean, I, I love doing things that help other people to have their lives feel better. I mean, I guess that's but the what, common thread in all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. But what about your life? What about my life? Like, how is it better? Like, you know, w- w- what if you did retire? What would you want to do with it? Well, I don't want to retire. What if you accidentally found pirate treasure worth $100 billion? I'd never worry about money again. I'd never worry about health care keeping a roof over our heads. So that's number one. I would never worry about money again. And number two, I think I would travel a lot. Huh? And... Number three, I like to think I would set up some sort of foundation or charitable organization. If I have all that money, I want to make sure that I'm sharing sure. it with those who need it most. Yeah. Um, but what I, would you do? What would I do every day? Yeah. Um, every single day. I, every I, single <laughs> day. What would you do every day?
1: That's whoa, Kristen. I don't know, man. <laughs> Part of me is inspired by you, but part of me is also, like, kind of worried. No, I mean... That is that is an intense conversation. I mean,
0: the conversation really made me question whether my priorities were in the wrong place. Tim essentially says in the book, don't waste your life working. And a lot of other people have told me this over the years. But I really could not figure out what I'd do without work. I mean, world travel only takes up so much time. The whole fantasy of go to New Zealand three times a year and go to Costa Rica. Like there's still the day-to-day. Yeah, there's still the day-to-day. And what else would I want? So I did step one, definition. And here's what I came up with. First, I want more time with my friends. I already see my friends a few times a week, but I'd love to see them more. And that includes friends who don't even live Mm, in New York.
1: Nice.
0: Second, I want more romantic weekends away with Dean that aren't work related or family related because most of our trips are one of those two things. Mm-hmm. Third, I want to read more fiction and historical mm-hmm. nonfiction, which goes against what Tim wants us to do. He doesn't want us to read more I than an hour like a, a week. I a book but is a book. Like, yeah. I don't... But I, I, that's what I want to do. So, yeah. too bad. And fourth, as much as I love working for companies, I realized I want to establish myself as my own brand. That way, I'll always be marketable as a speaker or a podcaster or a storyteller, regardless of my employer. And being my own boss down the road might be appealing.
1: Nice. Nice. I like it. So you're mostly following the book. You're getting a little rebellious with your reading time. But like, you know. (laughs) Crazy reading. You're only working four hours a week. You know, you can do whatever the fuck you want. I like it. Uh, What did you do after that?
0: I embarked on step two, elimination. In order to free up more time for my dreams, I cut down on my interruptions and extra work. I already wear headphones at work half the time, but I began wearing them all the time, which, you know, makes me unapproachable. I love it. I set my email up to have an auto response telling people I only check my email at 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. And then I mostly stuck with that schedule. Did you notice that? Yeah, you did. I got that response like so many times it was annoying. Good, good. (laughs) And I also tried to cut down on my social media time. And I did this. All right, so we set aside an hour for this meeting, and we're 20 minutes in. I think it's fine to wrap up early, don't you? Yeah, of course. Really? Yeah. All right, let's do it. We can both use the time. Yes, yes. All right, let's do it. Let's wrap up this meeting. Okay. And do you want to, in the future, try to make all of our meetings shorter? Yes. I'm all about it. Okay, excellent. Let's do it. Yay. Bye.
1: Oh my gosh, that's incredible! Yeah, listen to how happy she sounds. Who is that? That's Carly. That's right, Carly, right. my
0: beloved colleague cutting down our meeting times together. That's so, so beautiful. Yeah, that went great. But that's not all I did. Ooh. I also went to a convention in Philadelphia called Podcast Movement Partway Through Week One, and that seemed like the perfect time to practice working outside the office more oh. efficiently while also helping others with their stories and also promoting my brand and doing all those other things I love. So... While I was there, I spoke on panels. I attended three other panels. I went to mixers. I took meetings. I gave interviews, all while staying on top of my office work and even leaving early one day to head back to New York and spend some romantic time with Dean. Oh, my gosh. Kristen, you're all over the place. Yes. (laughs) In a good way. Good.
1: Like in a very productive way. Good. That's
0: nuts. I can't believe you did that all. Oh, yeah. I did it. And one last thing I have to mention about podcast movement, while I was there, I forced myself to do a comfort challenge. Oh, no. Listen. Could I ask your name and what you do and what your phone number is? I won't put your phone number in the episode i it's promise okay. people if they have questions they can reach out okay um so my name is joshua ray mm-hmm. yeah. uh, my phone number is 952 minnesota 952. <gasps> i'm minnesota too really yeah no where are you it. from i'm from bloomington oh shut up where did you, you go to jefferson or yeah, kennedy Jefferson. you went to jefferson where'd you go i went to jefferson and kennedy no way i went to both of them oh my god so i used yeah. to be on i used to be on the kennedy side growing up
1: uh-huh um, nice
0: Kristen. get those digits hold on here <laughs> I I I love what you just did there because mm-hmm. it's so funny when you do hand gestures which nobody can hear. Oh, stop but it. But that was that was adorable. But I actually felt really weird about it. It's weird asking hot men for their phone numbers. I, mean, I have a perfectly good hot man at home. And also I know. it just felt like a super heteronormative step to have me take. Right. Like right. it's presumed by Tim Ferris that asking a hot person of the opposite sex is going to push my you know comfort Push boundaries. Your boundaries get yeah. you yeah but you know what if i were gay what if i was something else i mean i just i th- i think it seemed like a weird step really weird I but mean, i did Yeah, it. I, I
1: see i see his point and like for me that would totally work like i'm super afraid of hot people like it would definitely <laughs> be good for me to ask more of them for their numbers male or female but Kind of shallow and heteronormative.
0: I felt a little bit weird about it, but it's
1: I, not like you texted him you up later, and I mean, unless you did. In which case, I would be concerned. Right now,
0: <laughs> right, you know what? Let's just take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> okay. Well, you got to go text your new friend. <laughs> I'm we'll gonna be tell Dean right back. Do you ever find yourself wading through your newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter, wishing you could just call someone up and ask, what do I really need to pay attention to here? Well, what if you could? I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next, Slate's new daily news podcast. And every weekday morning, I'm going to be on call for you, taking you inside one story, going deep behind the headlines. What Next is news you're not going to get just scrolling through your phone. To listen, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Okay, Jolenta, we talked about our first weeks of living by the four-hour work week. Now let's talk about week two, beginning with you.
1: I want you to say the word week like three more times. <laughs> 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 I mean, I left off having a meltdown. Yes. Um Yeah, I was a very angsty non-smoker. But after another 24 hours, my mood had totally leveled out, and I started enjoying life again. Yes. And I started noticing how efficient I was becoming. And check this out. Listen. This is insane. Got home from yoga, put my bag down. Cooked dinner, played with the dog, did a little bit more work to finish the night off. And I literally forgot about my phone in my bag, left it untouched for over two hours. It was in a different room in a bag hiding from sight. I don't know if I should be happy about this or if I'm just scared
0: whoa yeah. hold on yeah no is this my jolenta greenberg yeah is this i'm the same my person it's friend, me. jolenta greenberg yeah. Is it? yeah oh my gosh yeah wow. i like forgot about my phone wow it was nuts
1: wow yeah so uh i was like this might be working it's time to get on to step a or three i guess uh automation and uh you know as a freelancer I feel like I already am very aware of what my like going hourly rate is. So I did not need to calculate that. And the jobs I do are really specific and really hands on. And I'm a bit of a control freak. So I did not want to get a virtual assistant. And I felt like, it would be very weird to be like, hey, will you like research dolphin sex for this 30 minute set I'm writing? Or like <laughs> the history of manatees? Or like, hey, just read this self help book for me. Like, no, like I have to do those things on my own. Like, I need a working knowledge of them like so i can feel proud of my work and also so you know when i'm doing stand up i can riff and have backup information like i like to consume it yeah
0: of course um
1: so i decided i would i would start automating small and look around my house for chores that i hate doing that can't be eliminated but could maybe be automated mm
0: so like Washing dishes, or what do you mean?
1: I mean, mainly vacuuming, even though we have a dumb robot vacuum that Brad got me for our anniversary last year. (laughs) Pro tip. (laughs) not the best anniversary present. A vacuum for your wife. Anyway, I love you, Brad. I truly do. I actually kind of asked for it, but then when I got it, I was like, but also like something fun, right? <laughs> um,
0: next year get her dishwashing gloves. Uh, yay! Now <laughs> he got me a good present this year. Oh, good. Good. God. Um,
1: but I also hate remembering to buy dog food, which is something we are notoriously bad at in my household, and it is not uncommon for Frank, the dog, to have to eat, like, random shit for a day while we wait for his kibble to arrive or, like, run to the store to try and find his brand.
0: Oh, yeah. poor Frankie. No, we're, like,
1: kind of bad people in that regard. No. well, you're not bad people, but poor
0: Frankie. But, like, he
1: does need food to stay alive. Yes, he does. He does. So I came up with automated solutions for both of these chores, and here I am running them past Brad. So... A, I wanna like make an automated order for his kibble. It's smart because even if we get too much, then we'll just skip it. Yeah, while you were gone, I had to give him like pieces of bread and like turkey meat. There's no reason why we shouldn't. Yeah. And B, I'm gonna figure out how to set up our uh, vacuum to like do a daily sweep. Yeah, have we run it at all? Why don't we just set it to run itself? Like, it's what is wrong with us? Because like can't find its way back. It's very yeah, stupid. but it will. We just get impatient and watch it. Like, why do we hover over it? Because we're control freaks. Yeah, it's true. Frank, what do you think? It's, I sh- I think it's good. It's so good because I love it. I love food. I love staying alive. Yeah, honestly, eating's like okay. <sighs> I'm not a huge fan of when you guys run out of dog food. I mean, I like the turkey. It's not dog
0: food, but I like people food, too. I
1: don't like the vacuum. That you don't need to work
0: with. Oh, my God. I love it when you guys do frank voices. Oh, yeah. Oh, your frank voices are so, so good. And um, I didn't even know you could automate one of those vacuums to do all the work for you.
1: I mean, it sort of wanders aimlessly, but I can set it to start up at a certain time every day, and then it, like, runs around and goes to its home when it starts dying. Nice. And it, like, has some trouble finding its home. We got a sort of a low-end RoboVac where it's, like, it doesn't, like, have the internal map of, of your house and its robot brain. It just, like, bumps into shit and turns around a lot. But, like, <laughs> it definitely keeps things cleaner than they have been. And, like, it's funny to watch it scare the shit out of the dog. And often it scares the shit out of me now because it starts randomly. <laughs> or it, do- it doesn't start randomly, but it feels random.
0: Well, it sounds like you are totally ready to move on to step four then. Liberation. Did you liberate yourself?
1: Oh, I liberated the shit out of myself. Um, I mean, actually, I feel like I've done a lot of the L work already. Like, I work from home. We started this show when I had just quit a job that looked great on paper, but was sucking my soul dry, but... I am not good at knowing when to end my work day. Uh and I've never worked in a specific place like the book says to do. I work all over the house. I'm on the fire escape. I'm on the living room floor. I'm on the toilet. I'm cooking dinner. But I'm never in the actual office slash second bedroom that we have as a workspace.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay, but you don't use it. Why? No.
1: Well, I explored this question with Brad and here here's what I realized. Yeah, well, I just felt like I wasn't like ready like I felt like I had to be like a different person before I could use the office space what like I didn't deserve it yet what's wrong with you I don't know it's like weirdly it reminds me of when we did the curated closet book where I was like I have nice clothes that I don't wear like I'm not like the person who deserves them yet and it's like I have it what is wrong with me just Mm -hmm. live the life I like mean to live instead of like punishing myself and like Doing everything opposite. Good. (laughs) Why do you look terrified of me? No, I didn't know that you were putting yourself through this (laughs) all day. Why are you doing that? Frank didn't know either. I know. Very hard to (laughs) heal. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really know I was putting myself through it either until I like had to look at how I'm living my life. And then I'm like, oh, why am I like avoiding the office?
0: Mm. So after that, did you decide to use your office? I did. Good. Good.
1: Yeah. I started working in my office at set times. And now it is so much easier for me to work and stop work, which I never really did. I just sort of work until I was like, I guess I'm going to bed.
0: Because then your work is floating everywhere in the apartment. Yeah, I can just drag
1: it with me like all day long. Yeah. And uh, so now my work starts when I go into the office after I eat breakfast and... It ends when I leave the office and go eat dinner. And it's so simple, but it's also so weirdly like freeing and empowering at the same time. Like, I know this sounds so corny.
0: No, but it it was
1: like, it was really great. So I was empowered in my work. I loved my office. I was empowered because I quit smoking and. I was able to keep that going, and uh, that's where I ended week two. I didn't do any of the the comfort challenges, Kristen. And before you give me shit, I just want to say, if you've gone to acting school, you've done all of those challenges, and you've, like, paid good money to do all of those challenges
0: Like, well, I'm still going to make you stare into my eyes after this. Oh, I will stare into your eyes. I will tell you about the time
1: I had to go lay in the middle of the High Line, which is a very high traffic, tourist trappy, beautiful park in Chelsea, and like yell a Shakespeare monologue.
0: (laughs) Like,. (laughs) Like, I get out of my comfort zone. All right. All right. So that seems like a perfectly good place to end week two then. That's fine. That's fine. Thank you. Thank you. Um, How did your week two of living by the four-hour work week go, Kristen? All right. Well, week two began with step three, A for automation. I wanted to get help on branding myself. And based on Tim's recommendations, I should hire someone to do a whole day's work for what my hourly value is. Or less, mm. but before I could do that, I had to figure out what my hourly worth is or was. Oh yeah, yeah. And in order to do that, I talked to some of my colleagues on the marketing and ad sales teams at Panoply oh. because I feel like who knows my worth better than those guys? Oh my gosh, they can just do the math for you. Yeah, yeah. So here we are talking about it. I, I'm just gonna. Say, I don't say know. I. I mean, maybe this is overstating things, but I think I'm worth at least fifty dollars an hour. You are worth way, way more. But At least 150 I, I would say hundreds of dollars an hour. I mean, think if you were consulting. If you were going to offer your skills outside of panoply
1: Which you do. Which for you, free sometimes. Yes.
0: Oh, I do it for free all the time. Yeah, <laughs> so... Then you would easily charge hundreds of dollars an hour for your yeah. time. Plus your personality. You know? Two to three. Your brand. And then, like, the taxes, right? For consulting. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. by the time you, like... Take the money home. It's like what half? Right, independent contractor. Yeah, Kristen mines are three hundred dollars an hour. Yes, I think we we're all in agreement. Shit, give me that money. I what? know. I know. You're it was like in way it. more money than I imagined. And uh once I had that information, I figured I could hire an assistant for two hundred fifty or three hundred dollars oh a gosh. day. I'll be your um, assistant for that money, or for half a day for maybe one twenty-five or one fifty. And what I did is I settled on $125 to set up a web page for me. Because I figured Mm -hmm. it only takes like four hours to set up a website with Squarespace. So I hired somebody for $125. She was so fantastic. She did all the research. She chose four templates that she thought would work for my brand. I picked one. She set up the whole page, put in a promo code. Did the whole thing, including creating the URL, and let me show you how oh great my, my new website looks. Look at this section. Hey, there's, there's a us. there's a link to you on there. Yay. Yeah. So there's host section, commentator section, speaker, oh my God. producer. Press clips and then just a contact area. Isn't that great?
1: I work with such a professional lady with such expertise. Now I feel like out of my league. Oh, you already have a webpage. My website's just like, <laughs>
0: she's telling funny bitches. Well, like. just hire somebody for $125 and they'll do the whole thing oh, for you. I'll give I you think my You might name. be worth uh, more per hour than I, Kristen. <laughs> I don't think that's true in the slightest. Not at all. Not at all. Anywho. Enough right. of that. Yeah. What'd you do
1: next? Which yes. step, number, slash, letter did
0: you move <laughs> on to? This is the point where we get to step four. Oh, the best step. for liberation. Hello, step four.
1: <laughs> oh no! I have been hanging out with Kristen
0: so long. You Kristen make me is so cracking loud. up. Cameron is oh, shaking his head no I love silently. It. Oh, I don't need any penicillin, but Cameron does. Boo! <laughs> I can't even boo that in all honesty because I brought it on myself. <laughs> all right, four liberation. L for liberation. I marched right up to my boss Andy at his desk, and I said this to him. Andy, I'm not sure if you noticed the high level of productivity I had while we were at podcast movement, even though I was not at a desk and not in the office. Yeah. And um, I'm just going to continue that today by taking a half day and working from home for the second half of the day, okay? Okay. Wires. are you? <laughs> are you recording me? Yes, I'm recording you. <laughs> I
1: love that he's so chill. He just doesn't. He cares more that you're recording it than that you want to work from home for a half
0: day, for sure. Yes. Yes, it was great. And I just have to point out, I announced it Mm -hmm, rather than mm -hmm. asking for permission. Not sure if you noticed that, but that was Tim Ferriss speaking through me. That's so good. And it's literally what the book says to do. Well, it was kind of good. It was kind of. Kind of. What'd you do? All right. I have a confession. Yes. When I left the office, I had a long, wonderful lunch with my friend TJ. Nice. I have not seen him in weeks, and it was great to see him. But then I went home. And I worked until 9. Kristen, that's later than you would work if you I worked know, at the office. I know. And Carly, my work pal, the one that I had mm-hmm. the shorter meeting with earlier, she even called me on it because she saw me log on to our company chat system. What were you doing? She's Ch- like, you didn't why didn't need to chat? are you still working? Kristen. She completely found me out.
1: Good. I'm glad. She's G- like, you're good working good a 14-hour on you, day, not
0: a four-hour work week. That's yeah. not cool. No. No. And then... It actually gets worse. No, are you serious? It gets worse. Uh, I was so proud of you nope, until just now. No, no, it gets worse. A couple days later, I tried to force myself into a mini retirement uh-huh. on a day that Dean was out of town. I called a friend to hang out with me to enjoy my mini retirement. The friend was out of town. Then I called another friend who was also out of town. Then another, mm-hmm. then another. I called six different friends who were all out of town. Everyone was out of town Everybody last week. Was I out swear of to town. God. They were. Yeah. And then I went to the library to check out five fiction books. I'm like, all right, I'll just start reading. But rather than reading them, I just felt like a lazy sloth. And all I could think about was all the work I could be doing instead. And then, of course, that led me to doing work. And then throughout all of this, I felt incredibly lonely. And when Dean got home, I just confessed everything. Good. So I came to a realization while you were out of town. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't think I like being retired, and I kind of knew that I probably wouldn't like being retired. Oh, but I my knew many... you wouldn't
1: like that.
0: <laughs> you knew it. Oh, yeah. This weekend, most of your friends were out of town. And so. And you were out of town. And I was trying to do the retired life and try to experience what it would be like. But here's what it comes down to What is going to be the fun of living the Tim Ferriss lifestyle if nobody else I love is? Yeah. My mind is blown. (laughs) Dude, I don't know. I mean, seriously, most of my friends work 9 to 5. I mean, my husband works 9 to 5. I know, but, like,
1: I don't, and I enjoy my life, and I feel like I work 9 to 5. Or, you know, I don't feel like I go to an office every day, but I feel like I get work done. I mean, ugh, I feel like my mind is blown because I totally see your point of view, but also I'm worried about the fact that you, like, seem to have trouble enjoying any sort of downtime.
0: I mean... Ugh, this is getting to some heavy stuff. Yeah, stuff that we yeah. should probably. I feel like we're like touching to verdict territory. During the verdict. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in the verdict. But first, let's take a little break. And reminder before that break, listeners, we want to hear from you. Have you lived by the four hour work week? If you have, share your story at bythebook at panoply.fm or at 505 510 book. Okay, Jolenta, it is time to get down to business. Did the four hour work week actually work? Would we recommend it? Did it change your life? All right. Here is my verdict. Tim Ferriss.
1: He is a question mark to me. He makes me feel lots of feelings, good and bad. I don't love that he doesn't acknowledge how nice his upbringing was and how it gave him, like, a built-in leg up. And he is fixated on travel in a way that, like, I don't think I will ever relate to. Like, maybe I'm broken, but I'm just not as obsessed with, like, living abroad all the time the way, like, a lot of people are. I was, like, the only one of my girlfriends that didn't study abroad because I was, like, doing a really good no, play. No, he happy studied with abroad that. in Japan. When I was 10 for, like, two weeks or something, like, it's not the same, but, you know, mm. like, it's not a thing that motivates me the way I think it motivates a lot of people and, like, clearly motivates Tim Ferriss because he's all about, like...
0: Yeah, live in Japan for enough months until I can become an action star and then live in this town yeah, enough so like, that I can become a breakdancer. dancer. And, and, yeah, he like, does
1: that. I cannot relate to that, uh, and I, I don't think it's, like, the ultimate way to fully experience life necessarily Not for, for you. everyone. Yeah. You know? But with all of those things working against the book, I still really love this book. <laughs> like it you look embarrassed. totally changed my Why life. Why do you look
0: so embarrassed? Mainly
1: because I'm I just thought I would hate this book so much that it is embarrassing to be like, like, the whole time I was reading it, I'm telling friends, like, we am doing four-hour work week, like, this one's going to be a, like, piece of poo. And now I'm like, <laughs> no, it seriously changed my life. I'm working in my office every day. I've made huge headway on my 30-minute stand-up set that I'm, like, really proud of it. I am learning what it is like to have free time, and I'm still figuring out what I want to do with it but it's like exciting and not daunting and crazy making the way it used to be and i fucking quit smoking Yes, like, this book yes. like changed my life like i can't deny it and i also like i'm like going to comment on the structure now okay. which i never do thought it. i would do like it was a long read and he over explains a lot of things but in a lot of those over explanations he offers many different ways to personalize each step. Like, you don't have to take it as literally as, like, only working four hours. Like, there are plenty of people in the book who work nine-to-fives who have changed how they do meetings and take calls and blah, blah, blah. And there's wiggle room. There are examples of super extreme ways to liberate yourself by, like, getting rid of your belongings and moving to a different country or, like, trying a volunteer job for a few weeks while you, you know work somewhat remotely and, like, don't tell your boss about it. Like, I don't know. I just liked it. I am so surprised, but I liked it. I liked it and it changed my life. Verdict done. <laughs> what did you think, Kristen? Right. How do you disagree with me this week?
0: All right. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. As you said, there's a lot of things wrong with this book. Mm-hmm. Tim Ferriss presumes anyone can have his life. He, as you hinted at completely discounts his private boarding school and Ivy League breeding and connections and social capital. He also presumes that anyone who wants to quit their day job has enough capital to just launch a product and sell it. And obviously, that's completely not true. And, you know, I already mentioned this before. The book is also super heteronormative at points. Right. All that being said, this book did force me to come to some big realizations. Four big realizations. Whoa. One. I don't know how to fill all the hours of my day when I'm not working or on vacation or with friends. I mean, and maybe that's something I need to learn how to do. And two, I have a hard time differentiating between laziness and relaxation Mm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, I hate laziness so much that maybe I extend its definition too far into places it shouldn't go yeah like reading isn't lazy the way you were like i didn't want to laze around all day reading <laughs> for my pleasure and it's like yes. it's not
1: lazy like yes. you need to give your brain some candy once i in a know while. i
0: know i just hate laziness back in my dating days it was cut criteria if anyone even came off as slightly lazy to me you don't get a second date i, I think just, i only oh, dated lazy God. guys no 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 <laughs> laziness three i learned i'm worth way more than i realized
1: that's a good realization. Yes, it
0: was fun. It was great. If my colleagues who are familiar with my work tell me I'm worth two to three hundred dollars per hour, then I should make sure that yeah. I'm selling myself at that rate. Do not sell yourself short. Yes. And that leads into my fourth realization, which is you know what? I, I should feel okay promoting myself. Not just being my own brand, but you know the way Tim Ferriss just embraces Mm self-promotion? He just loves it. He just does it. I'm going to say it loud and proud right here for you, Jolenta, for Cameron, for all the listeners. I am Kristen Meinzer, and you can find me at KristenMeinzer.com.
1: I love that. I love that. And that's something that I think we both tend to make fun of sometimes, like being a self-promoter. But it's like, no, you you have to know your worth and you have to be sure other people know about it and and associate your worth with you, not and you know the company you happen to be working for or product you happen to be putting out at that time and they're like oh it's this person behind it that makes it so freaking awesome you can also visit me at jalentagreenberg.com yes okay uh, <laughs> those
0: are the verdicts yes <laughs> yes and that's it for this episode of buy the book our producer is the very hardworking Cameron Drews. He is not lazy at all. No. Not he lazy, works like Drews. a billion-hour work week. Yes, yes, he does. Our managing producer is Neil Lobel. Thanks also to our composer, Nate Wida, and to the Rizzos who perform our theme song. And always, thank you, Andy Bowers of Panoply, who let me work a half day, and then I didn't do it. Yes. And
1: please stay in touch. Let us know if you've read The 4-Hour Work Week, how it worked for you, how it didn't work for you, and send us any questions or suggestions for future
0: books to live by. Our email address is buythebook at panoply.fm. We love it when you guys email us. You can also tweet us at jolentag at kristenmeinzer or at Pod. And don't forget you can always leave us voicemails. Call us at 505-510-book. And If you haven't already, Please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. And if you haven't already, tell a friend, a family member, a co-worker, a hardworking co-worker about our show. Text that hot person whose number you just got about the show. Yeah, just go to a convention and then just talk to people just about your brand Just lay down on the, and the floor yeah, and do yell all. about the show. Yeah, do it while staring deeply into their eyes. Until next time, I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Krista Meinzer. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Going Enjoy your free time. Work hard. No, go take a break. Can you stop typing so I can retake the top of my verdict, Kristen? I'm just
0: working. I'm doing this thing called work. Stop (laughs) fucking
1: working in between working. (laughs) Let me work. Your work is inhibiting my work. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best.